You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Of a chunky chunko episode because this is going to be a bit of a more of a broad discussion. Uh, not talking about anything that's going on today because there is no Royals game today. They are off because that is just customary with uh, opening day. We get an off day afterwards just so they can make up some games, which was necessary um, for some teams yesterday. I think the Yankees and the Mariners had their opening days postponed until today so good for them in any case today what i want to talk about is my predictions across mlb for this season i'm going to give i have written down all of the win-loss totals of every single team and then i've got the mvp cy young and rookie of the year award winners for every league so that's just uh i'm not i'm actually not going to predict um the playoffs. Well, I guess I can predict the World Series matchup. Yeah, okay. Let me do that real quick. I, I mean, I have, I have, a, I have an, an idea. I'll just write it down real quick. I mean, I guess the playoffs will settle, them, settle themselves just based on win total. Um, the thing is, you can't predict what will happen beyond that because I don't think the playoffs are decided by a regular. Um, seeded matchups anymore. I believe that I, I, Rob Rob Manfred's brilliant idea of growing the game of baseball is having some stupid game show where playoff teams decide on who they uh want to play. So I guess that's what they're going to do instead of uh you know just regular bracket matchups. Whatever, dude. Honestly, it doesn't really matter that much. In any case. So today, that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about all the win-loss totals for every team. Um, I'm going to kind of go in rapid fire just in case, you know, someone wants to get a TLDR. You just want to get in, get your predictions, and then get out. All right, that's fine. I, I understand. So I'll go through, uh, yeah, each, just each, each division, give my rankings for them, and all right. And then, you know, I'll, I'll uh, you know, uh, what's the word? I'll, uh, Give my reasons for them afterwards. Whatever. I've stumbled upon my words super hard. I am not going to continue trying to find that thought. All right. So let's start in the 
NL East because you got the the uh, defending champion Braves in this division, and I do believe the Braves are going to win this division. I think they are going to finish with a ninety four and sixty eight record. Number two, second place is the Mets with eighty seven wins. Uh, Phillies third place eighty three and seventy nine. Mariners. 71 and 91 they will be of course fourth place and then fifth place unfortunately the Washington Nationals with a 64 and 98 record now let's go in uh how do you want to say this counterclockwise order so next is the National League Central Division who is going to be won by the Brewers I believe with a 93 and 69 record Cardinals will play second with a 90 and 72 record. Then the Cubs in third place with a 79 and 83 record. Fourth place, Cincinnati Reds, 67 and 95 will be their record, I think. And then uh, fifth place is the Pirates, 63 and 99. All right, National League West, I should have mentioned, um, have maybe some, some bold takes. Some 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 hot takes, I guess, but that's 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 part of the fun of making predictions. You can just say a bunch of dumb stuff, and it's like you know, if, if you're wrong, then whatever. Let me just say, my my, I didn't do intense, thorough research or anything. This is just kind of like a bunch of gut feelings or whatever, just just pulling stuff out of my ass, basically. That's fine. That's 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 the fun of doing these things. All right, so here we go. <laughs> National League West. What will be won by the Dodgers? Their record, one hundred ten and fifty-two, and then the Giants in second place, eighty-eight and seventy-four record. Third place, Padres, eighty-five seventy-seven. Fourth place goes to the Rockies, seventy-three and eighty-nine, and then fifth place, the Arizona Diamondbacks. With a fifty-seven and one hundred five record, so I do think the I I, I will uh, say that it's going to be the worst in baseball. All right, now uh, actually that's not going counterclockwise, no, because then that would mean uh, next would be AL West. But no, let's just go AL East, East to West. American League East, first place, Tampa Bay Rays, ninety-nine and sixty-nine would be their record. Second place, the Toronto Blue Jays, 95 and 67. Third place, Red Sox, 89 and 73. And then fourth place, Yankees, 88 and 74. And then Orioles in fifth place. It's poor Orioles. <laughs> 59 and 103 so that is going to be a i don't think that you can even argue that this is going to be an exciting division i think that is yeah i do think you're going to have a four playoff caliber teams in this division all just gunning for each other and um that's going to be really interesting really exciting i think unless uh unless you're an orioles fan in which case it's just going to be misery just ab just absolute misery all right American League Central. All right, here, here, here's the hot take. American League Central will be won by the Tigers with a 93 
and 69 record. The Detroit Tigers, American League Central champions, 2022, put it in the book. That's what I'm saying. Second place, White Sox, 91 and 71. Third place, we talked about this a lot. Or I talked about this a lot in the first episode. Royals, 84 and 78. Fourth place, Twins, 77 and 85. Is that correct? Okay. I was, I was making sure that was 162. And then fifth place, Guardians, 70 and 92. So not, not, a, not a terrible division, I think. You know, fifth place team still wins 70 games. I guess it'd just be like last year. And then finally, the American League West. Here's here here we go again. Divisional winner for the for American League West, the Seattle Mariners. I'm saying this: the Seattle Mariners are going to the playoffs this year. It's it's going to happen. Ninety two and seventy will be their record. Second place, Astros, 90 and 72 will be their record. The third place team, uh, I'm going to give it to the Rangers, actually, 73 and 89. Fourth place, this one's pretty contentious, Angels, 71 and 91 record. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about all of them. We'll talk about every team. And then... The fifth place team will be the Athletics, 63-99. I don't think there's any doubt that Athletics are going to be at the bottom of that division. All right, now uh, my player awards uh, for the National League. Um, I'm I'm going with a really easy pick for MVP in National League. I'm going with Juan Soto. I I am a I'm a believer in Juan Soto. I believe he is going to be. I think he is ultimately going to be the best player of this decade. Like, across all of baseball, he is going to be what Mike Trout was in the 2010s, what Albert Pujols was in the 2000s. 2020s belong to Juan Soto, I think. Just that that kid has absolutely unreal talent, unreal potential, probably unlike any that we've ever seen in this sport, at, at least at his age. Just... Absolutely incredible, and I'm and I'm a big fan of his attitude. I just love the way he plays. I think he's a lot of fun. I mean, he's all he's already come extremely close to winning MVP. I think it's going to happen this year. Even though I I predicted into that, I predicted the Nationals winning losing 98 games, but I think Juan Soto was going to be uh, <laughs> Juan Soto is going to prevent them from being 100 losses. Let's put it that way. Then Cy Young. Okay, um, I'm cheating a little bit for the National League Cy Young because I originally put down DeGrom as, again, a pretty easy pick that I don't think is uh, hard to believe. However, um, DeGrom is injured and they're saying it's going to be until like June. So um, I'm just going to cheat and rewrite my answer and I'm going to say Jack Flaherty of the Cardinals. I like the way Jack Flaherty pitches. He's another, you know, young talent's already, you know, shown potential that he can do it. Yeah, and and I did predict the Cardinals to be a, a pretty good team. I think it's going it's going to be uh, helped by Flaherty a lot. I, I kind of like that guy, so I'm giving him the Cy Young. 
as I guess as insurance to Degrom. You know, look if, if you if you think I'm a, being a little bitch for changing my prediction, look, I, there are some other places where I've made where I've submitted my predictions, and Degrom has been locked into some of them. So, yeah, or or many many of the others. So. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm kind of stuck with Degrom somewhere else. Anyway, rookie of the year. This one I'm not entirely sure about. I haven't looked into you know all of who's like who's playing and who who's um eligible this year. At least in the National League. I know in the the American League is just ridiculous with the rookie of the year um race. But anyway, I'm gonna give rookie of the year to Joey Bart. I because I I, I kind of think that he's. I mean now that. Buster Posey is gone. I believe he's going to be the the regular catcher for the Giants, and I think the Giants are going to have a, a pretty decent year. Um, actually, based on win totals, I am saying they are going to be a playoff team this year with 88 wins. So I think Joey Bart he's going to have a nice, decent season and play for a a, um, a playoff team that's going to really um, elevate his status. I think he's going to be a, I think he's a good rookie of the year pick. All right, then the American League league uh winners award winners we've got my mvp all right here's here's a bit of a i don't know i don't know how bold this one is but i'm gonna say trevor story of the boston red sox i i think just trevor story just has as much raw talent as anybody else in this league and i think that you know just moving on from from that that terrible hellhole of Colorado and you know getting to play in a in a park that's still quite hitter friendly but also just playing for a a a playoff team again I think he I think just the change of environment that is still kind of something that he 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 excels in um I think it's going to be really good for him so yeah I kind of have a I mean, I could take the high road and just say Mike Trout or Shohei Otani or something, but I wanted to be a little bit creative. So I'm going to say uh, Trevor Story of the Red Sox, yeah. And that's also part of the reason why I think the Red Sox is going to win 89 games because I don't think the team is, like, great, but yeah, Story's going to have a big year for him, for them, I think. Anyway, uh, also getting creative with my Cy Young pick, and this has to do with one of those hot predictions that I had. Cy Young for 2022 in the American League. I'm giving it to Casey Mize of the Detroit Tigers. I think Mize, you know, we know how great Mize can be and how how good he likely will be in the future. I kind of think why not? Like 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 why not give Casey Mize Cy Young? He's he he came up last year. He showed that he's a fantastic starter. He just seems to be getting better and better as time goes on. And and like I kind of uh, predicted earlier, I think the Tigers are going to win this division. I think the Tigers are going to have just a really really big year. And yeah, I think Casey Mize just stepping up and becoming a a star is going to have a lot to do with that. So that's my Cy Young pick for the American League. And then Rookie of the Year. I mean, come on, come on, it's Bobby Wood Jr. It's Bobby Witch in here. That's that's the rookie of the year in American League. All right, <laughs> and it doesn't have anything to do with yesterday's game or anything. I I just you know it has to do with me being a Royals fan. That's what it has to do with <laughs> Bobby Wood Jr. Rookie of the year. I know the the, the, the American League rookie of the year. <laughs> this is going to be an insane competition because you know the, the the Tigers are calling up Spencer Torkelson. The Mariners are calling up Julio Rodriguez. 
Um, Adley Rutschman, I believe, is hurt, but he, you know, he'll get called up in in a few weeks' time. It's just gonna be just absolute mayhem in this league. But that's what we want. That's how. That's how much we need. We believe in Wit. We think he's gonna be better than all those guys. So whatever. Anyway. All right, so let's talk about these teams a little more individually because uh, just just kind of breaking down how I feel about them and uh, where I'm kind of getting these beliefs from. Um, overall, in a way, I feel like some of these takes might be a little hot, but I also feel like I might be, I don't know, conservative with uh, some of the uh, divisional placements because I'm not really expecting a ton of movement within these divisions. I just kind of feel like the teams that were good just kind of remained good, you know? I mean, there are going to be a couple surprises. Like I said, that those Tigers, I think, are going to be division winners. And then those Mariners. But even then, like the Mariners, I'm only expecting to improve by a couple of games. You know, we'll get there when we get there. Let's just go back in order from how I uh, said everything. The Braves winning the National East with 94 games. Um... Yeah, I I think I like the Braves. I liked the way um, the Braves are built. They've just got a fantastic team on their hands. They lost Freddie Freeman, which, you know, it does suck. It, it is unfortunate for them. But then they got Matt Olson instead. So they didn't they didn't lose anything, at least in terms of player value. It, they didn't really. Yeah, I don't think they're missing out on anything. Meanwhile, they've got. Ronaldo Cunha Jr. back, full time, healthy again. Um, I I just don't think that this team got any worse from last year. If if anything, it's probably just going to get a little better, just maybe a little more consistent. Because because the Braves, you have to you have to remember, the Braves did not get off to a good start. They were a sub five hundred in August. All right, so they it, it was kind of, it's it was. A shock. They were like a huge underdog to win the World Series because, in a way, they just kind of got in because of you know just a weak division that just collapsed in on itself. And the end. I mean, they got hot at the very end. They had they did have a bit of a surge at the end, but still, you know, they were a sub five hundred for the most part. That just gained momentum, and I feel like they're just going to continue that. So I, I feel like they're a team that's going to build on their past success and you know just get better. So yeah, I think a ninety four win season at least a 90 plus win season is is in order for them all right now second place new york mets with 87 wins um predicting the mets is strange and i, and I actually should say that i made the win loss predictions before i made these actually a couple weeks ago so um the injury that Degrom has doesn't factor into this at all if anything, this was me saying the Mets would win 87 games with DeGrom. <laughs> so th- this is contentious because the Mets obviously have a lot of talent on that team. All right. They spent an absolutely stupid amount of money to just get whoever they can, right? In really egregious ways, in my opinion, like Francisco Lindor, $340 million? Are you Are you kidding me? Why would you do that? Why? Whatever, dude. Um. So the Mets, they absolutely can. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I was wrong. 
about them winning 87. I wouldn't be surprised if they won a lot more than that. The problem is, it's the Mets, okay? It's like, on paper, you can think they're doing everything right, that they've got a, that they've got an incredible team on their hands, and then it just doesn't work. All right, because, that, I mean, that's exactly what happened last year. You know, like, last year, everyone thought, like, oh, man, the Mets are going to be so good this year. They're, like, easy AL East. Or AL East, yeah, the Mets in the American League East. Like, easy division winners, Mets. Like, it, it's absolutely going to happen, right? But then, no. Like, that, that, that didn't happen. In fact, they weren't even a 500 team. So, what, what the heck? I don't know. It's just, like, like I said, they're basically, they're very similar to the Angels in the American League West, where, you know, they, they'll make some big moves that seem really good, but then it's like, just not working. There's just something wrong, and it just, it just seems like there's just, it just always seems like there's something going on with this team. There's just something wrong with them. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to be like shocked if the Mets are are better than an 87 win team. Although I, I mean, look, cut them some slack. This is a wild card team with with the six team playoffs in each division. I do believe they're going to be the number six seed. So I do actually, I am saying the Mets are going to make the the playoffs just barely. Third place, Phillies, 83 wins. This is another one. The Mets, the Phillies. I actually think the Phillies are maybe most similar to the to the Angels because they'll go out and sign big players. They'll spend money, but they're always missing something. There's always just something clearly wrong with this team. I think last year – what was the issue with the Phillies last year? I – Kind of looking at uh, the roster they have. By the way, 83 wins. This is only a, a one-game uh, improvement from last year. Because, like, I remember a couple years ago, you know, the Phillies just had no bullpen. And then it's like, okay, so they built a bullpen, but now they don't have any starting pitching. Yeah, they've got Zach Wheeler. That is their rotation. Their rotation is Zach Wheeler. Aaron Nola did not have a good season. And then everyone else is kind of like, you know, existing, making some starts here and there. So that's the problem. You know, maybe if Aaron Nola has a really good year, that, that'll happen. But, you know, look, they absolutely can do better than this. They can win more than 83 games. My, my issue with them is just that this team has no depth. That, that has always been the problem with the Phillies, at, at least over the last few years as they've, you know, tried to be a competitive team, tried to be a playoff team. You know, like they do have talent, absolutely. You know, Zach Wheeler is great. Bryce Harper won MVP. Like, Bryce Harper has actually you know, flipped the script on everyone calling him overrated and inconsistent. And then he's actually he, – he he signs a $300 million contract and actually becomes consistent and, like, a, a solid player for them. It's like, believe it or not, this is not their problem. Bryce Harper was not the issue with them. But then, you know, they just don't have any depth. They don't have young talent on this roster. You know, their their one like kind of good prospect was Alec Bohm, and he's not even he, he didn't have a good season last year. So, and it, it, it's it, the problem with the Phillies is that it just requires 
so many things to go right. It's like they, they, they can make the playoffs if absolutely everything goes right for them. But it's just like if one thing goes wrong. You know, like last year, if Aaron Nola doesn't have a good year, the Phillies didn't make the, don't make the playoffs and they didn't. You know, maybe if Aaron Nola was, you know, just having an, a, an all right year, it would have been, it would have, uh, gone differently for them, but that didn't happen. It just, they just require too many things to go right for them to make the playoffs. That's why I think they're going to miss. I could be wrong though. I, I absolutely could be. The, this NLEs could uh, potentially be really interesting to watch with those uh, top three teams and maybe even the fourth team. The Miami Marlins in fourth place, 71 and 91. Um, I want to like the Marlins more because, you know, they are, they are a young team. They've got lots of really cool talent on, uh, on this team. I didn't think they would be that bad last year given, I mean, you know, they made the playoffs in 2020, which was expanded playoffs. Sure. Whatever. But I mean, I don't know. Still, I, I, I kind of thought it would be a little better for them, but, um, I don't know. They just need hitting. You know, th- this would have been a great year to go out and just get any hitters, really, because their, their pitching is fantastic. Like, they've got a pretty amazing rotation with Sandy Al- Alcantara, uh, Alcantara, I believe that, that's it. Alcantara. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Rogers, Pablo Lopez, you know, they, they, they've got, They've got talent on this roster. They've got a they've got a good rotation going. Um, they just kind of need some more hitting. Would have been great to see them get some free agents and in, in with you know it, it, there was no shortage of great hitting and free agency, and they just decided to sit on their hands and be like, yeah, nah. So congratulations, Miami. You you uh, got rid of your terrible owner to have a new terrible owner or something. I guess Miami is just uh. I mean, it is Miami. It's a very interesting place. But, uh, yeah, 71-91. I think they'll, they'll, they'll improve a little bit. Um, I just don't think they were going to be, you know, a, a very, uh, competitive team this season, unfortunately. But, uh, if they, if, if they did, uh, surprise, if they did come out and, uh, you know, have a better season, if, even if they were like a 500 team, I think that would be pretty cool. But then fifth place, Nationals, 64 and 98 their record yeah i mean yeah <laughs> they, they just don't really have uh anything going for them right now they're just in that um they're in that sort of a post world series drop off you know it's, it, it just is what it is you know they'll they'll have they'll have um that year to keep them warm for a little while i think Juan soda will be around forever. I think they'll give him a nice big extension at some point. They should just do that now. Just give, just give him like what? Twelve years, five hundred million. Why not? Just, just do it, dude. Just just do it. What's the worst that's gonna happen? He's gonna be the best player of this decade. Like I said, There's nothing wrong with it. Um. Yeah. They just they just don't have a lot going for them on this roster, and uh, they're also just kind of clogged with the payroll. Just Waiting for some of this to expire, which unfortunately is going to be a little while. I mean, that's that Steven Strasburg contract. I mean, you know, it was a contract they kind of needed to, to make, they needed to sign, but wow, did that go wrong <laughs> very, very quickly. <laughs> that just, that sucks, dude. Uh, but, you know, 2019, you gotta get, you know, the, the, you can't, uh, 
No regrets about that, I guess. All right, in the National League Central, first place, Brewers. You know, Brewers have been just solid over the last few years. I do think that they're going to be approaching the end of their window pretty soon. Um, I feel like it should already be happening, but I guess no one in this division is all that interested in competing. So, yeah, but Brewers, they've just got a good roster. I like them. They're solid. Pitching is fantastic. It's probably the best rotation. Well, I guess maybe you can argue the Dodgers, but, you know, they got Brandon Woodruff. They got Corbin Burns, just this insane one-two punch. Freddie Peralta's you know, Blossom as as a start. He had a really great year last year. They've got all these guys. They, they, you know, they they they've just got this uh just this really solid team. You know, I don't think they're going to be amazing. I kind of feel like they're going to be one of the weaker divisional winners, but yeah, I mean the playoffs are. Play, I'm glad we don't have to worry about predicting playoff matchups anymore because the playoffs are just kind of a crapshoot. It's just like you just get into the playoffs and whatever happens, happens. So that's cool. I think that'll be a, a nice, fun team to watch. Brewers are always fun to watch. I like the Brewers a lot. They're they're probably my favorite National League team. I mean, they you know, they were kind of the, the North Royals for, for a year or two. So that's fun. And then Cardinals, 90 and 72. Um... Which some I've seen a little I've seen a few other predictions and this one seems to be kind of generous. I see a lot of people kind of saying the Cardinals will be a a five hundred team just kind of hovering around there, but I don't see why not. I think that you know I'm just a believer in good vibes, and and St. Louis right now it's got a lot of good vibes. They brought back Pujols, and they're kind of doing this big retirement tour with Molina and Wainwright and, of course, Pujols. So, but everyone just seems to be really happy about that. Like, everyone is just absolutely over the moon over Pujols coming back and just having this this trio, that legendary Cardinals trio, you know, just kind of riding off to the sunset. It's really exciting for them. Um, I guess the reason why the people might not be so high on the Cardinals is because I'm I'm predicting the same record they had last year. But that record that they had last year was kind of helped by the fact that they had this like 16 like what was it you know just this super long win streak at the at the last minute basically. They just they just last second pulled off this massive streak and just shot themselves into the into the they just catapulted themselves into the, into the playoffs. And, you know, that's obviously a hard thing to repeat. But I don't know. I don't think the Cardinals got any worse from last year, you know. I think they're just a solid team. And uh, I don't see any reason for them to be all that much worse. And, you know, they're playing in a pretty weak division. So I think the Cardinals will be fine. I am expecting them to make the wild card again. And then, oh, and also, you know, I, I said earlier, Jack Clarity for Cy Young, that'll help. <laughs> I think that that helps that helps my case a little bit. But if I'm if I'm wrong and the Cardinals are a 500 team, I'm certainly not going to cry for them. So, <laughs> whatever, man. All right, then the third place team will be the Cubs with a 79 and 83 record, just kind of hovering around 500. 
don't think that's unfair because the Cubs, you know, they they blew it up at the end of the season. Or not at the end of the season, in the middle of the season. And that was sad to see for Cubs fans, obviously. And, and even sad for me because, like, I'm a fan of – I'm a fan of the the one – franchise player you know just someone who stays in there in at one team forever right and i thought if nothing else it would be anthony rizzo like i thought i i was really shocked that they they let anthony rizzo go i just think that's kind of sad but it is what it is i guess i have no control over it and i'm not like a cubs fan so whatever I don't really have an emotional attachment to them. But in any case, the Cubs, they, you know, didn't have a good late year last year. Their pitching just what didn't exist, basically. And then they, you know, got rid of all their guys. So, understandably. But then they did kind of retool in a in a weird, fascinating way. Like, they picked up Wade Miley from the Reds for literally nothing. The the Reds just put Wade Miley on waivers because, I don't know, they're stupid. And then um, they they traded for uh, Nick Madrigal of, of the White Sox. They just got the, the White Sox starting second baseman, like their, their leadoff second baseman. It just for for Craig Kimbrell, I can't believe they did that, dude. I cannot believe that trade happened. That's just absolutely unreal. And uh, and what else? Oh, and they got that. Uh, they got that. Uh, Japanese guy, right? They got a uh, Seiya Suzuki, which was uh pretty cool. I think this is gonna be. I th- I just think this is gonna be a fun team. I think this is a Cubs team that. They're aware that they don't have any expectations, but I think that also just means they're they're just going to go out and have fun. You know, they're just going to play decent baseball. I I think they're just going to be a, a solid, you know, maybe kind of sub-500 team, but probably nothing wrong with that. It'll be a better year than last year, so why not? And then Reds, speaking of uh, teams that are stupid, Reds sixty seven and ninety five, just, just oh, God, like that just that bothers me, you know. It bothers me, it, you know. It, I think the reason why I'm a Royals fan is because I didn't have to go through this after 2016 or even 2017. You know, like we let. I mean, obviously we couldn't keep Eric Hosmer and Lorenzo Cain and everyone else. And maybe it was it was good that we didn't, but still, the sentimental value of those guys it was just it was just nice to see them all go out on their own terms, I guess, right? Like we waited them out, we 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 waited for free agency to hit, then we let them go, but we didn't we didn't cut we didn't sell ourselves short, I guess. It's like we we just let it all happen. We we saw it to the end. Right, that's that was what was nice about those teams. Even if those teams didn't make the playoffs, it was at least good that we just let them play to the end and give them a, a proper farewell, as opposed to just waking up one morning to find out that they're gone. And so the Reds, you know, the fact that they you know missed the playoffs one year, 
and then go, okay, it's not working. Just fire everybody. It's just, it's just dumb, dude. It, it really is just dumb. like it was. It wasn't even hard for them. Like it wouldn't have even been hard for the Reds to find improvements or something. You know, it, it really would not have been all that difficult. Just get Nick Castellanos back. Okay. Yeah, I know it's gonna be it's gonna be a few extra million. I'm sorry. Alright, and then what else do you need to do? Like get maybe one starting pitcher? I mean their rotation was fantastic. Get a bullpen. That that was their problem. They didn't have a bullpen last year. That is what ultimately what did them in. It's not hard to build a bullpen. Just 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 get a couple of decent relievers. Just go get a, a proper closer. This really is not hard. It's not rocket science. But no, let's just trade everyone. Why not? They could have they they could have gone. They could they could have kept this team competitive for several more years. I mean they just had they just have they just had Jonathan India win rookie of the year. Like, come on, dude. Jesse Winker became a star. They <sighs> What are you? Joey Votto is having a renaissance. It's it's so dumb. It's so dumb that they blew it up. I can't believe it. I want them to lose more games because I hate them now. I hate the Reds. I don't want them to win any games, and I've already lost because they've won a single game so far. Ah, uh, like I said, I'm a fan of the. Sorry, I'm kind of stretching right now. I'm a fan of the one player, one team sort of thing. I want Joey Votto. Jo- Joey Votto's a Hall of Famer, okay? I'm not even going to argue about this. Joey Votto, he is a Hall of Famer. And I want him to be a Hall of Famer after having played for the Cincinnati Reds for his entire career, because that's cool. But I also, the Reds don't deserve him. And he doesn't deserve this. He doesn't deserve to stay on this team. So I, in a way, I hope they trade him. But even then... Even then, I don't want, I don't want them to benefit from having prospects. I just hate the Reds. I'm so mad at the Reds. I I don't like the Reds. Don't talk to me if you don't talk to me about the Reds. But anyway, 65, 67 and ninety five. Unfortunately, that's not even last place in this division. That goes to the Pirates. Sixty three and ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, it's, Pirates aren't going to be good. What what a shocker! They'll improve a couple of games from last year, but yeah, they just eh, that's it. <laughs> I mean, they've got they've got good players, you know. They got Brian Reynolds, they got Brian Hayes, right? They're just doing that that the they're just playing the long con of like, well, let's just wait for all of these prospects to come up, you know. Might take a few more years. Might take a few more trades. But obviously, they're not all that interested in competing right now. They're just gonna. I mean, it's the owner. It's just a. It's just a. It's just a selfish owner, not wanting to put money into the team. Not even want, don't doesn't even want to try. Just gotta. Just just gonna wait another ten years or so for for everything to to click, all into place at the same time. Then you can spend. $50 million on free agents. Woo! Yeah! Okay. National League West. Let's go here. All right, so the Dodgers. 
I said the Dodgers are going to win 110 games this season. Now, this obviously has a very big chance of not going right because asking a team to win 110 games is a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tall order and it doesn't happen all that often. But also, I just kind of say, why not? Like, 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 why can't they win 106 games or 110 games? They won 106 last year. And, and that was with some things not going particularly, particularly well for them. Like Cody Bellinger being the worst hitter in baseball. Bruh, th- this is a team that won 106 games and they have the worst hitter in baseball. Just, just, just sitting there. Like he, he's just there. Okay. And then Trevor Bauer is, a. Uh, So why can't the Dodgers win 110 games, even when they won 106 games with these with these things holding them back? You know, I I really don't see why not. And then guess what? They improved because they got Freddie Freeman and uh, maybe Craig Kimbrell will help them out as well. And they've got Trey Turner for the full season. And they've got Tyler Anderson. Who was pretty decent last year. Like, and they got Danny Duffy again, who was amazing for like two weeks or so. <laughs> I love Danny Duffy, all right? I stand Danny Duffy. I want Danny Duffy to succeed. I want Danny Duffy to be happy. I want what's best for him. So why, why, why can't this team just be this insane juggernaut? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why it can't happen. I think that I think they have every reason to be a 110 win team. They're definitely trying to be. Like I said, they won 106 games last year. And so they went out and spent in free agency. They went out and got more depth. It's just like there's just nothing wrong with this roster at all. Yeah. I mean, if Cody Bellinger hits 220, <laughs> that alone is going to be just insane for them. So, yeah. Uh, then the Giants, 88, 74. I think the Giants, you know, I wish I did this podcast last year because if I did this sort of a prediction sheet last year, I would have told you that the Giants would win 85 games. I was the guy who was like, hey, you know, the Giants have an interesting roster. I don't think they're going to suck. I think they're going to be a pretty good team. Now, I would still have been in- extremely wrong because they overperformed my expectations by 22 games. So uh, if they want to do that again, I have no issue with that personally. But I also feel like following up on that season, that's uh, that's that's difficult. That's a lot to ask for. I feel like that season for the Giants, it was just, it was just all these things. It's kind of like for a while, the Giants have been stocking, stockpiling up this, this old talent, this supposedly washed up talent, or at the, at the very least, like past their prime talent, right? 
you know, getting guys like Evan Longoria. And, you know, still having still having guys on the team like Buster Posey, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, guys who have been there forever. Right? Not not a very young team. But then just the way everyone just seemed to click and just have all these insane bounce back years, you know, it was just like it's just like everything not only went right for the Giants last year, but it's but better than right. It's just everything just went way better than anyone expected. Um, I just feel like it was a one-time thing. It was like a flash-in-the-pan sort of thing. I don't think the Giants are going to win 100 games this season with the same roster. I think they can still be a, a solid team, and they, I do think they are going to be a wild-card team. I just don't think they're going to be, you know, the, the, the powerhouse that they were last year. But I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be good. Like I said, they got Joey Bart, who I think is going to win Rookie of the Year, which will, which will help. You know, it's, 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 it's actually scary that the Giants are like already really good and they haven't even really tapped into their, their young talent yet. So that's going to be really interesting. I think they're in a pretty healthy spot right now. Arguably healthier than the Padres, who I have at an 85 77 record, which means that they will miss the playoffs. I'm saying the Padres are missing the playoffs. Man, the Padres, I, look, they can overperform this. They absolutely can do better than this. But this is just, like, what's what's going on with the Padres? It's just so strange. It's like they just, they've made all these moves that seem really great on paper. But then they just, they don't work. I I don't know what it is. Part of it's it, it it definitely starts with Eric Hosmer. That's definitely one of the reasons. But even then, I don't know, man. This team is just very strange. It has a ton of talent and has a lot of young talent that's still waiting in the wings. It's just not working. It's just there's there's just something wrong with it. It just seems like I don't know. They've just made this weird, bizarre mix that seems good on paper, but it's just not working out. And I just think that's going to continue, especially now that Tatis is starting the year injured. He's going to be gone for a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres did. Like, like maybe if you want to swap out the Cardinals making the playoffs with the Padres, maybe swap their win totals in general. I wouldn't be like upset about that or anything. I wouldn't be surprised. I I don't know though. I don't know though. It's like last year we were all so confident that you know the Padres were going to go toe to toe with the Dodgers, and then it just fell apart in the second half. I think the just the way it felt the the whole the entire team seemed to fall apart in the second half. That's just really really concerning. So yeah, I I don't know. I just don't think they're in a great place right now. <laughs> Even though in a, in a lot of ways they're in a very enviable place with how much talent they have on that on that roster and how much they have in their in their farm system still, despite all of those trades they've made. Anyway, um, at least they're in a better place than the Rockies, who are a bad team, seventy three and eighty nine. Um, and and I'm gonna give them seventy three and eighty nine because they 
signed Chris Bryant, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's basically the same record they had last year. It's just that I, I don't know, dude. The Rockies are weird. The Rockies are just really, really weird. Their pitching was actually like kind of decent in their like their rotation wasn't bad. I mean, it's like they had an entire rotation full of mid four ERA starters. Which look, you you play in Coors Field, you'll take that. But obviously, there was no bullpen. I don't think I don't think it's possible to have a good bullpen in Colorado because <laughs> that's kind of a, how how Ro- the Rockies got into such a big mess a few years ago because they signed a lot of relievers and they did not work. But I don't know. Then <sighs> I just don't I just don't really care about the Rockies and I just don't I just don't think they're run very well and I don't think there's any reason for them to be a, a good team. But they're going to pretend to be, oh, look, we got Chris Bryant. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, look at us. We got Chris Bryant. Wow. And they did extend uh, that guy, Ryan McMahon. It's a pretty good infielder that they have who had a really good year last year. was a four-war player last year. They did extend him. I was like, that's a smart move. That's a, that was an actually smart move by by the Rockies. But otherwise, just no. just they're They're not going anywhere. But I guess they won't be horrible. So I guess maybe it's a good thing they signed Chris Bryant. At least it shows that they, you know, slightly care. They care enough to not be the completely terrible team. So good for them. All right, but who is going to be completely terrible? Diamondbacks. 57 and 105. I mean, (laughs) it's better than last year. Hey. But they're playing in the same division as the 110 win Dodgers, um, they're off to a good start because they won yesterday. Um, you know they do have some young talent coming up. I I didn't actually realize Seth Beer was in the league already, but he, he actually came up and played five games last year, so uh, good for him. But you know they're relying on they, you know maybe they'll be better if they, if they have a good year from Madison Bumgarner. But that was just a that was just a ridiculous. Why did they do that? Why did they trade Zach Greinke and then immediately sign Madison Bumgarner? I don't, I don't get this team, dude. It was just, that was just silly. They do have, you know, some interesting young talent. I don't know if they'll be coming up to the majors this year. I mean, maybe, might as well just try, right? But yeah, right now they just, they just got a lot of no- nothing and Kettle Marte. It's basically the one thing they got. Kettle Marte, and then just some dudes. Seth Beer, though. Seth Beer is pretty cool. I like Seth Beer. Um, Actually, Seth Beer will probably have a good year because he can just DH. That what that was. You know what? Maybe I'm maybe I'm selling the Diamondbacks a little bit short. Maybe they'll only lose 103 games because they've got Seth Beer DHing. That was that was a godsend for them. I didn't think about that. Oh, good for the good for you, Arizona. You got your designated hitter in the National League. Awesome! Wow, that 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 was a big brain trade getting in from the from the Astros. All right, American League East. Oh, actually, um, before I continue, Diamondbacks, I do expect to be the worst team of the majors this year. One hundred five losses. Yeah, it's going to be the the worst. All right, American League East. Rays, I think, are winning this division with 99 games. 
look, you can maybe argue that there's not going to be that many wins or whatever, but like it's the Rays. It doesn't matter what you think is going to happen to the Rays. They're just going to do better than that. All right. Cause that's the thing with these guys. They just, they just win for no reason and you can't do anything about it. You, you, it, just, just, just stop arguing about it. Just stop arguing with the Rays. You can't beat them. They're just gonna, they're just gonna send out some dude you've never heard of, and he's gonna be good at the game. All right, but I am banking some of this on a big monster season from Wander Franco, who is in the majors now. He has already, he, dude, he's a three point five WAR. After 70 games. Do you, do you understand what that means? That means this dude is, that, 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 like it, he's 20, he's 21 years old and basically you can expect him to have a seven war season this year. Just get out. Get out of here. Randy or Rosarena, I think he's fantastic. I think he's amazing. They got, they got so many guys, dude. They just, they've just got so many guys on this roster. I feel I feel like they're they they are there's no reason for the Rays to be any worse than they were last year because they've basically got the exact same roster as last year. Um, they added Corey Kluber, so they uh, they're going to try uh, you know performing some kind of weird necromancy to bring back Corey Kluber, which they'll, they'll probably succeed if if the Rays sign any pitcher, then um, that means he's going to be a Cy Young winner or something. That's just what they do. They just print Cy Young pictures. They, no one knows what they've got going on over there, but it's, it's just magic what they've got. I don't know, dude. It's just insane. Um, didn't they, didn't they sign Nelson Cruz? Where's Nelson Cruz? I don't actually see him on the roster. Who signed Nelson Cruz? I thought they, I thought that's what they did. Oh, my apologies. He went to the Nationals. I did not realize that. Well, that's actually kind of good. Maybe the Nationals will be a little better than I thought. In any case, the Rays are just, uh, they're just a powerhouse. They, they just, it, it's, it's funny because it's like, they don't actually win with like particularly amazing players. Although, you know, now that's different because they have Wander Franco, but then they just have so much depth. They just have so many options. That's that's the thing. That's how. That's why the Rays are so good. It's because they have such depth. They have so many options. You just can't. It's like you can't overpower them. They're just gonna just continue printing out these quality players that will just, you know, just excel. They they, they just have ways around everything. They're just this this toolbox. They got someone for every occasion, every team, every matchup. They can just do it. So, yeah. Rays at the top of this division. Also, best team in the American League is what I'm saying. 90, with 99 wins. However, not too far behind them. With 95 wins. The Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are going to have a really big year. And I feel very confident in this because the, Jay, the Blue Jays had a great year last year. Just barely missed the playoffs. Although their Pythagorean, the Pythagorean record was ninety nine and sixty three, I didn't realize that. That's amazing. However, 
thing with the Blue Jays is they improved from last year. They got Matt Chapman, which I think is a great get for them. Um, they have Jose Barrios for a full season, which I don't think I don't think Barrios is like great, but solid. So it, it's a good get for them. I think I think it's a good get for them. Um, they uh, who did they get? Oh yeah, they signed Kevin Gosman last season, uh, who was fantastic last year. Like the Jays, they've got a great team already, right? They they've got Vladdy, they got Marcus Simeon, they've got. Oh, never mind. They don't have Marcus Simeon anymore. I'm sorry. Never mind. Okay, I'm sorry. The Blue Jays suck. Let me just scratch off like ten wins from uh their uh. But no, I'm just kidding. I just think the Jays are going to have a big year. I think that this is another thing where I I believe in the good vibes. I think that the fact that they were so close last year and just missed the playoffs, I think that's really going to pr- the motivate them and propel them to be even better, especially with this just hyper competitive division. You know, this is just an absolutely insane division that they're in, but I think they can absolutely pull it off. I think they can they can have a great season. Could be wrong. I absolutely could be wrong. This this the middle of this division, this two to four, I I think is kind of a toss up. But I believe I kind of believe in the youth movement of the Blue Jays with guys like Vladdy, guys like Bo Bichette, you know. I think those are going to be the big difference makers in this division and this league. Then third place is the Red Sox, who I have at 89 and 73, which is a little bit worse from last year. However, oh, wait, no, this is going to miss the playoffs. No. Okay, so the playoffs, the playoffs are going to cut off at 90 wins. The playoffs, the playoff teams I have are Mariners, Tigers, Rays, Astros, White Sox, Blue Jays. Astros have 90 wins. White Sox, 91. Mares 92, Tigers 93, Blue Jays 95, Rays 99. Oh, I didn't realize this. I think I wrote this down without actually kind of uh, formulating the playoff picture in my mind. But, but I mean, that's just kind of where uh, things are. It'll, it, it's going to be a pickle. You know, there's going to be, there. Uh, you know, I think if nothing else, there is going to be a really good team that in this in this league that misses the playoffs. They just come just short, just like last year. I mean, just like lots of years, really. But anyway. The uh, the Red Sox had a good year last year, maybe a surprisingly good year last year, but they do have some guys. You know, they they do have some they do have some interesting guys on this team. They got Christian Arroyo, who I like, big fan of. They got Xander Bogart still. I do think their pitching is sus, pretty suspect. Um. I think their their one good pitcher seemingly is Nathan Uvaldi, who I don't I'm not even all that confident in. I I thought it was baffling that they gave him a big contract after 2018 because it's like like I know his po- I know his, he was a hero in the World Series, but then it's like he's never been a good pitcher all that much. But then last year, I guess he stepped up and got good. Maybe if he can maintain that. That'd be great. Um But I don't know. Who else do they have on the on this on this roster? Who else do they have pitching? Oh, Chris Sale's coming back. That'll be big for them. Chris Sale coming back. 
and you know being if Chris Sale comes back and you know is the prime Chris Sale that that we had in the past, yeah, that's absolutely going to help them a lot. It 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 absolutely will. That will be a big difference maker. And and I'm confident that Trevor Story is going to have a huge year this season. That was my MVP prediction. This, you know, my this win total does kind of rely on a lot of things going right for the Red Sox, but I think they'll find ways to to be good. Although I guess, in, I guess at this point it doesn't matter that all that much because at the end of the day, this is a matter of whether a team makes the playoffs or not. If a team doesn't make the playoffs, or whether a team does make the playoffs or not, that's what matters, right? And then if they do. Their win total doesn't really matter that much. If they don't, their win total doesn't really matter that much. So that's kind of what I'm saying. So I guess maybe they'll, they might not win as many as 89 games, but at the end of the day, I think they're just going to miss the playoffs, unfortunately. But I do think they'll have a, they'll have a, some, some good, they'll, they'll have some stories to follow. Ha ha ha. All right. Then Yankees fourth place, 88 wins. I had a friend, I have a friend who's a, a big Yankees fan and he's, you know, he saw my predictions and he's just like, why and, and you know this this is an interesting sort of thing because i am saying the yankees are going to be four games worse than last year but the thing is i just don't think the yankees did anything to improve their position i think that the yankees number one suffer from being in this division this super insanely competitive division and then also they didn't really improve they just kind of made these lateral decisions. I think Josh Donaldson was actually a pretty good get for them, to be completely honest. I I, I kind of think that he'll do well for them. Then they got Isaiah Kaina for Letha instead of the buffet of great – I mean, and look, this is a decent player, but he's not Trevor Story. You know, Trevor Story would have been amazing for the Yankees, I think, just like how I feel like he's going to be amazing for the Red Sox. I I just don't I just don't really believe in this Yankees roster. You know, I feel like they're they've already come up short several times with how they've just kind of fallen out of the, the playoffs, how they just barely sneaked into the playoffs last year. I don't believe in Garrett Cole. I don't I don't I'm not a fan of Garrett Cole at all. I feel like he's gonna fall off at some point, whether it's this year or some other time. I don't know. They they just I just don't believe in the Yankees. I don't think they're going to be a bad team. I don't think they're going to suck. I think they'll be a good team, but I, I think they're going to miss the playoffs. I just, I just think they're they they're in need of a philosophy change. I don't even really know what their philosophy is right now. To be completely honest with you, it's just kind. Of, I just kind of look at this team and I'm like, where are you going with this? I um I I I feel like. 2017 for the Yankees was a was a, a curse disguised as a blessing because that was supposed to be their rebuild year. After 2015 or so, they were supposed to be like, yeah, okay, not gonna, you, you know, we, we don't really have the elite talent anymore or whatever, so we're just gonna kind of chill for a few years and build up the young talent, right? And then instead, that the young talent became a World Series caliber team, just all of a sudden. So that was cool. But then years later, 
you realize those guys might not have been the most consistent or the most durable. So you built around them instead of uh, just waiting it out a little bit more. Not, and not only did you build around them, but then you made these insane decisions that you're just gonna you're just, you're just permanently stuck with, like getting Giancarlo Stanton, who's just gonna be here for another decade. <coughs> Excuse me. I think that's I think that's the issue with the Yankees. They're just not a consistent team. They don't have a consistent. Ro- ro- <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. They don't have a consistent roster. That's my problem with them. And I think that's plagued them for the last several seasons. <coughs> oh my god, my neck hurts. Ah, I, that hurt. That, that did not feel good. Ah, I need to see a doctor or something. This is actually kind of getting bad. Anyway. Alright, and then fifth place Orioles. Those... Poor Orioles. Those those poor Orioles. They are just going to get bullied, which is nothing new for them. It's been happening for a little while. Hey, I'm saying 103 losses this season. That's a seven-game improvement from last year. Yay! Go Orioles. It's actually funny. I'm saying this division. I'm like talking about how competitive this division is. I think overall I'm giving them uh, those top four teams less wins than last year so uh that's kind of sad but you know orioles they're they're playing the waiting game with their talent but they do have a lot of it it'll come up it'll happen someday and might not last very long but maybe someday it'll all be worth it for them anyway american league central so I think this was where uh, I had that big hot take. Tigers are going to win this division. I believe in the Detroit Tigers. You know what? I I kind of like what they've done. They, first of all, here's the thing. My prediction about the Tigers is also kind of similar to my prediction about the Royals. Because I've been saying that the Royals are going to be an above 500 team this year. Because their second half was 500. Well, that also applies to the Tigers. I don't know how many people realize this, but the Tigers started off as the worst team in baseball. They started 9-24. and 24. They were horrible at the start of the season. But then think about this. They, they started 9-24, and 24, okay? So they were, what, 15 games below 500 to start the season? Well, they finished 77 and 85. That's just, that's eight games below 500. So for most of that season, they were actually an above 500 team. I think that's, and that's a team that was built on a lot of young talent, like Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal. And now they've got uh, Spencer Torkelson coming up in, in, into the majors. They just signed Javier Baez. They just signed Eduardo Rodriguez. Like they they just signed some depth, some veterans. They've got a lot of guys. They just traded or signed Michael Pineda, who has been all right. 
I think the Tigers did. I think they they made a they they worked hard to improve themselves, you know, and I think it's really going to show. I think that that young talent that they have that they've been building up towards, you know, I think it's going to really blossom this season. And then those recent signings that they and recent acquisitions that they've made, they're going to come up big time for them. I think the Tigers are going to surprise everyone and they're going to win this division. I think that's what's going to happen. Hey, if I'm wrong, not my not my problem. I don't care. I'm not going to feel bad for them, but I I think it's really possible that they will win this division. Also, this has to do with me not liking the White Sox. White Sox second place, 91 and 71, which you know could go wrong for me. They absolutely can overperform this. They can be a better team than that. But the White Sox are another team where it's like on paper they seem great. But they just don't get it done. You know, like I I predicted that they would have an early exit in the playoffs. I I expected that because, I don't know, I just don't really believe in – this, this again, it's like this roster on paper seems fine. You look at everyone here. You look at you, you know there are some there are some amazing players here. Yasmani Grandal had this you know crazy season, even even though he only played like half of it. Um, I don't think Jose Abreu is that good, but I mean he's there. Uh, Tim Anderson, I'm a big fan of Tim Anderson. Honestly, I really like that guy. Luis Robert, that guy's nuts. Oh, that guy is just insane. You know, and then you got the rotation. Lucas Giolito, fantastic. Dylan Cease had a big year last year. You know, they've got some they've got some fantastic players, but I don't know. It's just like something goes wrong for them, and it just I don't know, dude. And they didn't really do anything in this offseason, did they? I don't think they really. I don't think they signed any. They did trade for they did trade for AJ Pollock. Um, Pollock, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Which is a it, it, that that's a pretty good get for them. I will say that. Um, getting rid of Kimbrel and instead getting another outfield bat, I think that's actually gonna, a really good thing for them. So so maybe my prediction hasn't aged all that well because, like I said, I wrote these down a couple weeks ago and then they made the Pollock trade. So. That's kind of cool for them. But I don't know. I just don't believe in the White Sox. I just don't think this team is uh, as, as good as they think they are. And they've already kind of exhausted their their um, their um talent pool. Like, their farm is already pretty much gone. Cause, I mean, it's in the majors, right? You know, Andrew Vaughn is in the majors. Luis Robert is in the majors. Um, all those pitchers that they've been building up. Like, Garrett Crochet. He's in the majors. But, I mean, Nick Nick Madrigal was in the majors. Then they traded him. See, that to me, that to me was a desperation move. I look at that that Nick Madrigal, Craig Kimball trade, and I think that the White Sox are just, they were desperate last year. I think that they they see that the Tigers and the Royals are just, you know, building up something really awesome. And they're like, Okay, but it's now or never. 
Like, like last year was the year they needed to win. Maybe this year. But I kind of feel like it's going to be over for them after that. If I'm wrong, White Sox fans, uh, have fun dunking on me. So <laughs> I guess I'll deserve it. But yeah, I just don't believe in this, uh, in this roster. I don't really believe in this team. And then Royals, 84 and 78, third place. Uh, I talked about that in my first episode. So go listen to the first episode of this podcast, and I'll tell you why the Royals are winning 84 wins. Already off to a good start. They're 1-0. So actually, actually, this is a horrible prediction. We're actually winning 162 games. 162-0, baby. Bobby Witt Jr., MVP. Hell yeah. All right, Twins, 77 and 85. This is another weird one. I'm not sure how to feel about the Twins because they were great for a couple years. Then they just fell off last year for some weird reason. I think lots of injuries just came up. It was just, it was very, very strange. So this year they've retooled and added. They got Sonny Gray. They got Carlos Correa. They they made some moves. They made some pretty big moves. Still, I just don't know. I I just I'm just not entirely sure about them. Really, I feel like they're it's another they're another team where they just need a lot of things to go right. They they have a lot of inconsistencies. Like I think they're still sending out Miguel Sano. They lost Jose Barrios, which I think is going to be is a pretty big deal for them. But um, excuse me one second. Yeah, I I just don't know about the Twins, but I will absolutely give them credit for for trying. I I feel like the Twins last year in this offseason kind of did what the Royals should have done, honestly. Like I like that they, you know, saw that last year wasn't working, so they just kind of did whatever they could to trade the guys they didn't need immediately for more prospects and then made some pretty interesting signings. Not like huge ones. They didn't sign mega contracts, although they did extend Byron Buxton for seven years. But, you know, they got Carlos Correa just thinking, okay, this might not, this isn't going to last very long. So not a big deal. I feel like that's what the Royals should have done. Instead, the Royals are just like, no, let's wait and see if this will work. No, the the, the the twins just went out and were like, hey, this isn't working right now. So let's just improve our chances of it making it work another time. Yeah. Maybe maybe twins and the Royals will swap places with these uh with these predictions. I'm just huffing hopium, alright? And then Guardians seventy and ninety-two, which I don't even think is like I mean, it's not that bad, honestly. It's just that the, the Guardians, they're, they're, they entirely rely on their pitching. And they do have amazing pitching. But they just don't have any hitters. Their hitting is Jose Ramirez. And then no one else. Maybe that guy, uh, Stephen Kwan is like a, the real deal because he was he had a re- I didn't really talk about this yesterday but he actually had a pretty amazing game yesterday so that was cool good for him 
still. I don't think the Guardians are going to suck. I just think that they, that someone needs to be in fifth place in this division. So I'm putting them here. All right, then final division here. American League West Mariners winning the American League West. I think the Mariners are going to break their playoff streak this year. We were They were so close last year, which seems to be the story of their lives. Just getting... Just being one step away, one inch away from getting in. However, it's also because of that that I feel like they're going to do it for real this time. Because the Mariners, first of all, I really like Scott Service as a manager. I feel like like, like there's a reason why this team seems to overperform often. Because last year you can say, okay, well, they had a negative Pythagorean record. But wasn't that the same thing for like 2018? Where they out, where they overperformed? And I think they've done that again. Uh, I think they did that a few years ago as well. It's like this team with Scott Service just seems to do better than whatever the projections say. Like way better. Right? There's just something about this dude and the way he, he leads this team. He seems to just know exactly what he's doing. He seems to know this roster and trust in the, he seems to trust this roster a lot. But the Mariners, they're continuing to add young talent, super high-end talent to this roster. Plus, they got Robbie Ray. They signed Robbie Ray to a, to a big deal, which I think I think it's going to help. And then they got Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker from the Reds. I think that, like that, when they did that, that was when I felt that the Mariners are going to the playoffs this year. The getting those guys from the Mariners, that's what made me believe it. Because I think that th- those two are going to make huge contributions to this team. A team that that was already just one step away from getting into the playoffs. I think it's going to happen because... It's going. You're, they're going to have the same team, but with reinforcements. It's going to be a little. It's going to be. It's a better team than last year. Look, I'm not saying they're going to be a powerhouse. I'm saying they're, I'm saying they're winning 92 games. All right, so they're actually going to be the weakest division winner. And I also think this division kind of sucks, but. I really strongly believe the Mariners are going to the playoffs this year, if nothing else. I really, really put I, – I'm, I'm absolutely betting on that. Well, I can't bet on that because sports betting is not legal in Kansas because we can't have shit in Kansas. Anyway, the Astros are going to be in second place. I would love the Astros to be in uh, fifth place instead. However, because we can't have nice things, the Astros are once again going to be in the playoffs. And uh, we're all going to be worse off for it. But look, it's just what happens. I uh, Look, I, I think they're going to be worse than last year. They lost Alex Bregman. Wait, no, they didn't. No, I'm dumb. They, they signed... I was thinking of George Springer, and even that doesn't make any sense because George Springer was on the Jays last year. Anyway, whatever. I don't know why I thought the... I had a brain blast right there. Anyway, but losing Carlos Correa... That sucks for them. That is a huge blow to them. But otherwise, that's like the one thing. All right. They still have 
talent. They still have some some really great young guys, like this guy Luis Garcia, who I think just kind of came out of nowhere. They got Framber Val. What was his name? Framber Framber Val Valdez. Sorry, I'm not saying your name properly. Probably Jordan Alvarez. You know they've got some they've got some crazy young guys on this team. Unfortunately, the Astros are not going anywhere. This they're not leaving this year, right? I think that eventually they will have some sort of downfall. Eventually, we'll be rid of them. However, not this year. I think they're still going to be pretty good. But yeah, <laughs> ninety wins. That's what I think for them. But I think the Mariners will finally. I think they'll. I think the Mariners will finally reign their uh, divisional, uh, reign of terror or whatever. And then Rangers, third place, seventy three and eighty nine. So the Rangers. Um, I mean, I think this is something that the Rangers will accept because they lost a hundred two games last season. So yeah, it's a, like a twenty game improvement, bro. Might as well have fun. Yeah, I like what the Rangers are doing. I I actually really like this. They they just went out and and signed a bunch of guys. They just had this big shopping spree in the off season. They got Corey Seager, they got Marcus Simeon, they got John Gray. Like, why not? <laughs> why why not? You know, and they got some uh, young talent that'll be up soon. They they got Jack Later coming up soon. I think that they're going to have a short rebuild. It's going to be pretty quick for them. And, you know, they're going to have, a, you know, the guys that they just signed, they're, they're going to be a, a big part of this team uh, going forward. I don't think they're going to have a, you know, a great season, but I think it'll be a fun season for them. And, you know, compared to last year, I think it's a season they will gladly accept. They will absolutely take that. <laughs> so, yeah, Rangers, 73 wins, kind of a middling team, but... Yeah, I, I I like what they're doing. I like what they've done this offseason. Angels, 71 and 91. Now, you might some might say this is a little mean, and it is, because I don't like the Angels. They do not deserve Mike Trout. They do not show, deserve Shohei Otani. We would all be better off if they were not on this team, if they were not in this terrible, horribly run organization. Why... Are they here? Because we can't have nice things. That's why. But the Angels are basically the same thing as the Phillies for me, where they can absolutely be better than this. They can be a playoff team. They can go back to the playoffs. It just requires everything to go right. Because just like the Phillies, they cannot develop young talent. All right? They just can't seem to do it, and so they don't have any of it. They don't have any depth whatsoever, so they absolutely need Shohei Otani to have another MVP season. They absolutely need Mike Trout to have another MVP season. They absolutely need Noah Syndergaard to have a Cy Young season. They absolutely need Anthony Rendon to have a borderline MVP season. They need all of these things to happen, and they can't happen. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just confident that not all of it is going to happen, and it's going to be a huge problem for them. And that's why I don't think they're going anywhere. 
I mean, maybe 71 wins. They, they, they might overperform that. I, I'll, you know, I'll accept that. But at the end of the day, I don't think the Angels are really going anywhere. So it is what it is. And then athletics, 63-99, one of the worst teams in the majors. I mean, they, they got rid of everybody. So they, uh, they got rid of everybody and spent, uh, I, I feel like they spent negative money in the offseason with, uh, just how they offloaded all those contracts. And they're sending out a payroll of, uh, 33 million. Ooh, very cool. Uh, keep it up. And, uh, that's how many wins they're gonna have or whatever. Ha 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 ha. Hilarious joke. Yeah. Athletics not gonna be good. Another team that's unfortunate, it wouldn't have been hard to improve this team and make them a lot better, you know, get the Astros out of the playoffs, but no, we can't, no, spending money, that's so much effort, oh no, so, uh, feel free to give us Frankie Montas, but, um, if, if, if that involves giving up Vinny Pasquantino or any other prospect of note, then no, go, never mind, sorry, sorry for bothering you. In any case, that's it. Now, I haven't mentioned the playoffs all that much. And, you know, like I said, because we don't have actual guaranteed playoff matchups anymore. But I do have the World Series matchup. So I guess I should end with that. Um, the playoff, the, the World Series this year is going to be the Dodgers in the National League, which I don't think is going to surprise anybody. And then the American League representative will be the Mariners. Because why not? Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't you want to see that? I want to see that. And I believe it can happen. Because like I said, when you get in, the, the, the playoffs can be a crapshoot. All you have to do is get in there and then anything can happen. And if anyone deserves it, it's Seattle. They they really deserve this. Doesn't matter because the Dodgers are going to win anyway. All right, so if you listen to this entire episode, or even some of this episode, I appreciate you. Thank you very much for making this part of your day. I would love to hear from you. You can contact me at royaldeluxepodcast at gmail.com or follow the Twitter at royaldeluxepod. Shout out to the Kansas City Royals subreddit r slash Casey Royals. Once again, thank you very much for making this a part of your day. I'm Lux. Go Royals.